listening to It's All About Perspective with your hosts, Abigail Peterson from Kindergarten Chaos and Principal Robert Hinchliffe. Join us as we discuss education from various points of view. Take the challenge of listening to see if your opinion changes. But no matter where you stand on the issues, remember, it's all about perspective. Hello. And welcome to It's All About Perspective. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm Abigail Peterson from Kindergarten Chaos. And I am Robert Hinchliffe, and I am a principal at Tyrone Thompson Elementary School in Las Vegas. And today we are talking about social media. So I, you know that I love social media. I have used it to um, learn and grow and to help other educators. And I know that you have got into social media a couple years ago and actually kind of stepped out into the water and got your own Instagram and, and, um, you've kind of been stepping out into that social media world. So I want to ask you, I have a little, um, are you on TikTok? I am not on TikTok. No, (laughs) but I know you have five girls. And so are they on TikTok? Some of them were, and we took it away or we looked into it. Um, but we, we try to watch it. Christy does a good job. My wife does a good job watching it. So TikTok, um, I, I, over the pandemic, especially when we were in, um, kind of lockdown in, in April and May, the platform just exploded because so many people being at home and having more time. So I kept hearing about it and I thought, well, let me just kind of check this out. And so I went and I found tons of educators, just funny content, good content, um, and I, I, I don't know. It's just something that I like to watch now, uh, not just educators. There's other, there's just funny things, things that you learn and, and, um, I don't know. It's just, it's just, it's a great platform. So there's an educator that I follow on TikTok and she is a teacher local here to Las Vegas and to our school district, Clark County school district. I'm not sure if she's a middle school or a high school teacher. She is very, very popular. She has over 500,000 followers on TikTok, which is a huge, a humongous following. Anyways, I was watching her uh, TikToks one day where she was talking about somebody didn't like the content that she had put out and they had went so far as to track down where she worked, which she doesn't say specifically what school she works at. People just know that she lives here in Las Vegas and that she's a teacher, but she never names her school or her principal. But somebody did a lot of, you know, detective work to find this out and went and reported her to her principal, who in turn kind of put some stipulations on her and what so have you. And for a while there, she was having to put timestamps on her TikToks just to show that she wasn't doing them during school hours, especially now that teachers are at home during the day doing virtual learning. So it got me to thinking about you as an admin and what your thoughts are regarding social media. And I have two huge questions that I want us to talk about today. The first question is, Should social media be addressed or slash included in an educator's code of conduct or in the back to school meeting that admin does with teachers before school starts? Just a thought. I want to know what you think. My quick thought is yes, but it's going to be different for every administrator. For me, I think I... 
when we opened Thompson and social media kind of, we had a first meeting, it was basically don't ever do anything that's going to put Thompson in the crosshairs of something negative. So what you do on your own time is fine as long as it doesn't become a detriment to the school. That's about all I would say. And I would trust the staff to do that. Now there's some admin instantly that would say yes. And then they would have three pages in the handbook about what you can do, can't do, uh, or things like that. So I think that it should be addressed because it's so prevalent today, but I don't know how many stipulations are really needed. Um, You know, like when we worked together at Smith, um, our former school, you you, um, are very busy in the social media arena. I didn't really have to put any constraints on you because I trusted you. Now there was, you know, a time when you, when you went live and I was like, we can't really go live and you respected it and it was fine. So I think you can, you can definitely put some constraints on it, but I don't know that you need to beat it to the ground. I think if you trust your people and you just say, don't put us in the crosshairs or don't get us in the news, you should be okay. But that's me being very optimistic and and that's my style. So then let's break it down a little bit. Okay, let's talk about doing social media during school hours. All right. So I can give my perspective as a teacher. And that is that I have found it very powerful, not only as a viewer, but also as a producer of content to show things in action. Because to me... You know, a lot of times when you go to PDs, it's theory and you never actually see it. And so some of I remember one time years ago, you sent us to the Daily Five or the sisters training. okay? and the one thing that I really loved about the training was they actually had videos of students in a classroom you know, actually they were pointing things out in the video for us to pay attention to. And that really makes a connection for, for someone like me, who's a very visual learner. And so I, as a producer of content, I found, you know, taking pictures in the classroom during the day or taking a video clip during the day. I think that's super helpful, but is that okay? It's a really gray area, and I love to live in the gray area. I do. But there's so many potential issues out there. Now, I know when you were recording things for your platform, you would record them during the day, and then you would work on that side outside of school hours. I also know that you had all the parents sign off and Mm -hmm. that everybody was okay so that there's no FERPA violations or anything like that. So... As an admin, instantly, I would say, okay, it's not detrimental to the kids learning, in my opinion. You're still doing a great job. Your data is great. The parents are happy. The kids are learning. Everything's great. It's not going to bother me. On the flip side, I think there's a slippery slope there. It's it's a very slippery slope. So I have you, I want to admit, I have, you know, I posted a a video on Twitter um, of a young young lady that passed her first AR test, accelerated reader test. She was new to the country and I posted that on Twitter and it was the greatest thing. She was reading a book in English and she passed the test and she walked over in her class and hit a buzzer and everybody clapped for her and you could see the pride in her face. And I posted that on Twitter basically saying, you know, like we're so proud of this young lady. Look, um, look at what she has accomplished reading her first book in English. Uh, this is fabulous. And of course I have two haters and 75 likes, right. which 75 likes for me is huge. So, but I, you know, mom knew 
I was covered, but it's a slippery slope. You know, what if mom says, oh, I didn't know. And then it, as an administrator who would have to deal with the fallout and be responsible for it, it makes me a little nervous. But that's where I got to trust the people, in my opinion. And it makes you nervous because people are putting content out there for all people to see or or that. I think we, like the thing that makes me nervous instantly like, is that you're putting kids' faces out there. And whether we like it or not, there's a lot of people out there with bad intentions. So I, as the principal, am ultimately responsible for what you do, Abby. And mm-hmm. I'm responsible for the safety of those kids. And the parents are going to beat down my door after they probably go through yours. Mm -hmm. So it makes me bristle a little bit. And I know some admin that would totally not be okay with that. But again, I Mm -hmm. know you had everything signed off on. It's still internally, I still have a little struggle with it though. And I, I understand, you know, I, there are some teacher friends of mine that teach in other parts of the country where it is absolutely not allowed at all. So you are not allowed when you step foot on campus, even if it's before your contractual time, you are not allowed to be on social media in any, you know, form or fashion, certainly not taking video or pictures for content or even for personal, you know, I think I know where you're going with this. So I'll, I'll, we're going to talk about the positives or the negatives. I have a feeling that's coming, but if a teacher is on social media showing the school in a positive light and helping other educators during contextual time, in my opinion, I can make the argument that she is enhancing education district wide, nationwide, however, with her followers and, and there's no kids being, um, you know, being put out there and everything is okay between us. And again, it's in a positive light. I would be okay with that because again, I think we need to move education forward. And if that's going to do that, then I would be okay with that. But it's a slippery slope again. It's just, yeah, it is. It is. But there's so many things that are slippery slope. And, and I will say, you know, one thing that I always think about when people say, oh, well, you know, there's people out there that are do weird things. Well, what about all these platforms that we use, such as Class Dojo, where we're posting that you cannot legislate everything is going to be perfectly safe. I mean, come on, how many big uh, companies, you know, that have high tech security, higher tech security than some of these little apps that we use for our classroom and, you know, that have been hacked into. So if somebody wants to do, um, have ill intentions to do something with content, they're going to find it one way or another. So I think that sometimes it can be a very slippery slope and we can't say, you know, we can't try to say, oh, well, you can't have any of it because for fear, because we can't operate on fear. You're right. So like with class dojo, I am a huge proponent of that. Give dojo points, you know, take a video and show the parents who are working right now and cannot engage physically Show them what's going on in your classroom. Get them engaged at least virtually. I'm a huge proponent of Class Dojo, but I think it's a little tighter because it's internal. You, you know, you're not, it's not public per, per se. You control who is in your class or in the school story. So I think that's a little bit but more can, controlled. Isn't it true that parents can take pictures off of a dojo? Uh, you are absolutely right. Yeah. And that's where the slippery slope yes. comes in. And, and so that's why, you know, that's why I always say, you know, so do you think it should be a site or admin decision or do you think it should be a full on um, district decision? No, absolutely not. Do not. The district should not make this decision. And I've heard rumblings at times that they're going to take class dojo away. So many schools use it. Um 
it should be a site-based decision. If I trust the people and I have a relationship with the parents, and that is, why are we trying to limit ways for parents to engage in school? We Mm -hmm. can't, like you just said, we cannot stop every bad thing from happening. Why are we going to try to do that when we have parents engaging in and seeing what's going on in their kids' classroom in, in dojo points or negative dojo points per se, or a communication uh, between parents and the teacher. Or, um, you know, I have parents who will send me messages all times of the day. It's a chance for them to get it out right then. So there's so much positive to it. And I, I don't want one little negative, potentially negative thing to take away all the positive that comes with it. But I know there's some admin who are anti-using your phone all day long. And again, mm-hmm. that's their perspective. That's their style. It's just not mine. And that's okay. But I think I think for me, it moves the school along in a positive way using Class Dojo. So would you recommend, this comes to mind as you were speaking, I was thinking about, you know, I have two Instagrams, okay? So I have what I call my professional Instagram, which is Kindergarten Chaos. And then I have a separate Instagram, which is a personal one. So my personal one is where I post my family pictures and where where I connect with regular friends, right? My kindergarten chaos, my quote unquote professional Instagram is where I um, share, you know, kindergarten content and videos and reels and yada, yada, yada. Um, I have absolutely no problem with any parent, previous parents or, you know, current parents anybody following my Instagram, because there is no content that I put on there that I'm, that I'm trying to keep private or secret because it's very professional. So, and that's a personal choice that I made years ago when I began. So if I know that in your school, now that you have, you have a lot of, um, newer to education teachers. And so a lot of them are, are just starting, you know, are into social media and, you know, starting out, you know, maybe a YouTube channel or, or, or Instagram or whatever. Do, would you recommend to them or suggest, highly suggest that they have a pri, you know, like a personal and then a educational? I would, I would suggest it. I'm, I, I know I told, uh, told the staff, you know, make sure your, your accounts are private because you don't want, um, you don't want parents stalking you. You don't want creepers as we call them, (laughs) you know, like keep it private Mm because then you can control who's watching your, your things. If you're willing to go public, then you need to know what content is on there and be very careful. And I think that's a struggle for some people because they blur the lines between private and public. And that's where you can open up a can of worms because you're never, you're never going to make everybody happy with everything you post. And it's really subjective to what people think is appropriate and not appropriate. You know, absolutely. So, their perspective. Right, right. So, you know, I if anyone is out there, anyone listening is considering, you know, starting any social media, I would strongly recommend as somebody who's been in this social media game for a really long time, I would highly suggest that you have, you know, something, you know, professional on the side in the beginning. I and I tell this story when I, sh- you know, share my my story with people. At one time, I did try to have both. I tried to have personal and tried to have quote unquote professional, but it's just not a good mix. And not that I was posting anything that was inappropriate because I wasn't. It's just that if educators are there to see educational content, that's what they kind of want to see. So anyways, let's ask another big 
question. And that is, do you think social media has helped or hurt education? I think it has definitely helped education. The reason I would say that is because you now can collaborate with teachers or educators all across the country, all across the world, all across Las Vegas. Before social media, it was pretty much your school or maybe your friend at a different school and and that was or we you know like we'd have sub days and other schools would come over. Now, if you need help or you need to collaborate, you can just hop on social media and you can find someone that knows something about this standard or has this lesson. So, when you look at the benefits, I think it's definitely, definitely helped. I mean, you have a ton of followers. You've helped thousands upon thousands of kindergarten teachers. I have very few followers, so I've probably helped 10 or so. But there's more positive than negative, I feel. Someone might disagree with that. But when you look at all that someone can learn from social media and have it at their their fingertips, oh, I'm teaching this. Oh, that didn't go so well. What do I need to do tomorrow? Type it in. And there, bam, you've got something. I think that's just a powerful tool. So I have strong opinions on this. <laughs> what a surprise, right? Shocker. <laughs> yes. Shocker. So I have been around a little while, not quite as long as you have, but I've been in education since oh, I graduated from UNLV in 2004. And I remember going to um, the UNLV school library to do, um, you know, like, some of my projects. The internet obviously was available, but it wasn't, we still had dial up internet. Remember that? (laughs) That was annoying, you know, but that was what we had. And so a, a lot of what I, you know, the options were very limited back then. I remember being super excited when the mailbox magazine for teachers would come once a month. That was your PD because I was like, yes, you know, we get some ideas and some, we can rip it out and and copy it at the copy machine (laughs) and, uh, you know, have a new station, you know? And so, um, those were, it's completely changed since then. It's, it's crazy. So I really think social media, sometimes we think of Instagram and and now TikTok and Facebook, but, you know, Pinterest is also a form of social media and Pinterest, it, you know, it, it's a search engine and it's be, it's become a great tool for educators, you know, to type in, you know, multiplication games and come up with a bunch of ideas. So I think social media has brought about a, a lot of positivity and a lot of, um, maybe positivity is not the right word, but it's brought a lot of options for teachers, like you said, to um, find resources that maybe they wouldn't have found had they not had social media. It has. Okay. Yes, it has. Um, professional development is at your fingertips. You, right. You don't, but- you don't have to go to a conference. Yeah. You don't have to go to a conference, <laughs> you know, 3,000 miles away to get professional development. It's right there. It's, it's, you can see it like you were talking earlier. I need to be able to see it. So you can see it. Yes. So yes, but I do think that there has, that social media has also brought about some negativity to education. And that, and I say that because again, as somebody who, who produces content and shares, and I've been doing it for a really long time. So I feel like I have the cred behind, you know, the credibility behind my, my name to, to give this opinion. But sometimes, especially, um, I look at veteran teachers, 
now they're, you know, there's this sense that if they don't have a Pinterest looking classroom or they don't have a matchy matchy or they're not doing a whole classroom flip that they're not a good educator. And then we have a lot, this whole new breed of educators coming in that this is all that they know is there. They went to school and, you know, the, their professors are out, you know, having them do research on Pinterest and, and teachers pay teachers and things that were not available 20, 25 years ago. And so it's almost become this, you know, this split with teachers that are social media heavy and then teachers that are not. And it presents an inadequacy. And I don't like that. I don't like that. And I have been privy to that. I have seen that. I've seen that happen in a school. And so I've seen where social media has brought teachers down and it brought, brought their feeling of being a quote unquote successful teacher based on social media. I, I agree. And we went through this at Smith a little bit. When you see someone on um, online and they're doing these amazing things, they have, you know, maybe they have a glow stick room or, you know, they have, they have this lesson or they're up, you know, I remember there was a viral video of the teacher on her table dancing to a song. When they're doing things like that, other people who see that, who would never do that, mm-hmm. A, they either think, wow, that's a good idea. Or they're like, oh, look at her you know, why I can't, I wouldn't do that. So that's not good. How's that? What if she falls? Whatever. You always (laughs) have, you know, you always have both perspectives of it and you're absolutely right. Just because you have the Pinteresty classroom doesn't make you any better than the person that does it. Ultimately, it comes down to the data and the engagement of the kids. If you can engage kids with a classroom that is basic walls, basic posters, um, the basics, but those kids love you and you have relationships with them, then you're in great shape. But if you're the person that needs to be on the table or you need to do room transformations every week or do these amazing um, engagement strategies, and that's what the kid gets the kids to have relationships with you, then that's all that matters. But you're absolutely right. Some teachers see Abby posting X, Y, and Z on Instagram and they think, I don't, you know, what are they doing? You know, yeah. Because it's because they don't have the time, the resources, the availability. There's something in them that, that makes them think, I can't do that instantly. Educators are, are an interesting breed. It'll be interesting to see if people agree with this or not. For some reason, we struggle being happy for the successful person and if, if it makes us feel less than. Well, uh, come on, Robert, let's, let's say success again is relative. It's relative. It's, it's relative to what you think successful is. If you're, if you're saying that success is a Pinteresty room, I mean, and I'm sure that there are some people that feel that way. I, I mean, I, I look on Instagram and I see the people that have 75,000 followers and sometimes all I see them is, you're right. you know, selling their T-shirts. And it's like, and that's what quote unquote success is where to other people, some people are like, that's not successful, you know? And, and, and of course, social media, all social media is just this tiny little snapshot. Of course. That's all it of is. Course. And je- most of the time, I, I, I would say the majority of the time it's curated. It's curated to put out what you want you know, what you want others to see. And so instead of saying like, this lesson went terrible or look at what happened at the end of the day, 
or, you know, I'm not really feeling it today instead of, you know, sharing, which I think some people are getting better about doing that, sharing the not so good things and the not so amazing lessons and just the normal things. But I think we have to be careful in what and what we're promoting as success. Yeah, I agree. Just because it's on Instagram or whatever doesn't mean that it's awesomely perfect all the time that, you know, you are right. They're taking snippets because they want you to see, you know, how many kids were engaged or look at how excited the kids were. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, they're everyday educators as well. It's not like that for six, six hours, 11 minutes in every room all the time, no matter who you watch, you know, you have plenty of friends, very, very influential friends who do post those things and give off the, um, get off the assumption that everything is just hunky dory all the time. But even your friends have parents that don't show up parents that don't care. Mm-hmm. So success is all relative or perspective perception in the end. But what, what frustrates me about certain people is if I'm a, as a kindergarten teacher, no Abby is doing great things and I won't follow her cause I don't like Abby. Why, why we do that? Why can't I, why can't I just watch what she's doing and take the personal out of it and say, wow, that's a great idea. I'm going to use that. You're like, there's just, well, there's just that. I'll, ah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you my teacher perspective on that's that. That's why we're here. And so we're talking, okay, so let's address that issue. So you as an admin, if you are in a school and you say, look at, um, look at Miss Smith. She did this amazing lesson on on Instagram, and I want you guys to all go and follow her. But if you, but the people that work with Miss Smith, they see when she rolls in at eight twenty, when time starts at eight twenty one, and they see all the things that happen behind the curated feed, and they say, "Well, I know that Miss Smith is, yeah, she does. She did this amazing lesson, but that's." not the norm. That's not the typical. And so I don't think that you have to follow people. That's, that's life. You know, you can, we, in kindergarten, we can't make everybody be friends. You choose who you want to be friends with. You choose who you want to play with. And I feel the same way on social media. If now, if you said, I want you to go and look and, you know, and, and check out their post, I might, but that doesn't mean I have to follow them. And I feel the same way about myself. I'm, I mean, I had social media for years and, you know, the last school, you know, you and I were both at, it's like, there were people that followed me and there were people that, that didn't follow me. And I'm okay with that because I realize I'm not everybody's cup of tea, whether it's personal or professional. I recognize that. And I, I feel like I shouldn't, just because somebody has a good idea, maybe, maybe you don't like the way they they talk. I mean, who knows, you know, but I feel like that's, that's, you know, (laughs) that's a part of life and we should, we should be able to do that. And so you, you, you as an admin, I think you can share those awesome people and say, I think this person is awesome because of X, Y, Z or myself as a teacher, I can say, Hey, did you see Miss Smith's, you know, amazing bulletin board or whatever. And I think that's okay. But to expect, have that expectation that others are going to follow them just because, we think they're amazing, I think is an unrealistic expectation. That's a fair point. It is. But I'm speaking from like, why, why are we so against, you know, this is all about social media. Why are we against following someone on social media 
because we don't like them. And even if, again, this is just one of the, one of the main challenges of admin is navigating strong personalities. Mm-hmm. It really is because I could put you and have you do, like if you went to a conference and you do professional development for kindergarten teachers and you get a standing ovation, but then I bring you back to Smith Elementary School and you do the same thing, some of them are going to like it, some of them are not. Mm-hmm. But what drives me crazy is you don't, they don't have to like you per se, but why can't they look past the personal and think, oh, that's a good idea. And you know what? I can make that work for me this way. Because ultimately, as I've told you, you know, back in our meetings, my job, I feel like, is to make teachers think. It's not to tell you what to do. It's mm-hmm. to give you suggestions and make you think, oh, I can do it that way. So if you get mad at me as an admin for saying, hey, if you follow so-and-so, they have some really great ideas on math strategies. If you get mad at me for doing that because I'm trying to get you to think about a different way or a better way or something to teach something, I struggle with that because I don't mean it to be personal in a way. I'm just trying to move the bus along. Mm-hmm. I I think, though, that you, you are failing to realize, um, and this goes back to, again, our experience, and that's mm-hmm. all that we share is our experience. So when people hear us refer to you know, our previous school that we worked at, it's just because that's our experience. We can't speak for anybody else. But I, I think you're underestimating the educators um, that when you when you did get up and say, you know, check this out, I know for a fact and that the majority of teachers that were like, okay, we listened to the presentation, we listened to the SBCT time, and they might not have come up to you and said, oh, I really enjoyed what Mrs. Smith had to say or blah, blah, blah. But we saw the implementation within the school. You saw things happening. We, we saw it. That doesn't mean that they have to run over to Miss Smith and say, oh, that was the best presentation. I loved it. Thank you so much. I got it. I am going back to my classroom and I will every time I do this lesson, I'm going to say, did you know Miss Smith presented this and I learned this from her? That's kind of what what you're putting out that you wanted, you wanted to see happen. And it did happen, just not in your way. And that's that's something that I would have to live with. You know, like you can, you can do really, I think there's two ways to be an admin. You can make people do it or you can kind of show them the path to go down. Mm -hmm. If they go down that path, I don't really care how you went down it. You went down it. Right. And that's, that's my goal. If you hate me for making you go down that path, I have to live with that. And I'm okay with that because I know it has furthered the school along some people don't like it. Some people need to have basically the path cleared and they have to be pushed or, you know, have a pat on the back. Right. It doesn't matter how I get you to go down that path. I'm getting you to go. And you teachers don't like how you go down that path sometimes. <laughs> but in the end, I got you to go down. That's it. true. So the next time, the next time that you're like, now, why, why isn't you know, teacher, you know, X, Y, and Z following Mrs. Smith, remind yourself of this conversation that they are implementing those things just in their way. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about it. <laughs> and again, I, it's just, it's just my perspective. I don't, I mean, there's, there's people yes. that I don't agree with that I follow on Twitter or I follow whatever. And I can get past the fact that I might not like them or the behind the scenes stuff. Because again, I'm trying to see what either they do wrong or right and learn from it. Okay. And this is this is kind of a great way to segue into kind of 
one of my ending points. And that is one of my personal thoughts and kind of like my personal boundaries that I that I have set for myself when it comes to social media is if there is somebody who makes me feel bad about myself or about what I'm doing, I unfollow them because I don't want to feel bad about myself. I choose who I follow. I choose. That's a choice that I get to make. I get to curate my own feed of the people I want to follow. And so if somebody makes me feel inferior or bad about myself or that I, I'm not doing what's in the best interest of kids, why do I want to follow them? Why, why, why would I want to do that? And I have that ability and that liberty to not follow them. So if you, you said that you choose to follow people that you don't necessarily agree with, and that's your choice. I feel like if a teacher wants to um, follow somebody who, you know, and, and that teacher doesn't like anything that teacher does and is like one of the naysayers that's constantly, you know, uh, almost like a Facebook thumbs down, like, oh, <laughs> don't like this post, don't like this post, yeah, yeah. you know, that's up to them. But as it all stands, you as an educator or you as a person, you get to choose. You get to choose your friends. You get to choose who you follow. You get to choose. That's the beauty in living in this country where we have the freedom to choose what we what we consume. Most of the, right. Most of the time in the country. Anyway, I never, I want to clarify, I never forced anybody to go follow anybody or anything like that. Yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 but, no, no. We're just, but, no, you know, we're, like, again, and, and we're talking about a time when I think Instagram was just really starting to kick off and get going. Well, I think the so, educator, you know, the educator part of, yeah, ed, of Instagram yeah. that, you know, yeah. m- a lot more educators and things on there. So I think to wrap this up and put a pretty little bow on it, I think social media is like a, a double-edged sword. It's been great in a lot of ways, but it also you know, could be difficult and know your boundaries, know your boundaries as an educator. If, if you go on social media, whatever platform, and you look at it and you say, you leave feeling defeated, maybe you should take a break from social media. Yeah. You don't, you don't want to feel less than it's not, it's not about that. For me, I think it's just a perspective for me. If you're going on Instagram to watch Abby you're trying to get ideas to make you better, to do better things. And, and that's just my point of view. I'm not going on there for anything else, you know, in terms of professionalism, just to find ideas. I'm trying to find ideas. That's my, my perspective. But there is the negative, you know, like there are so many teachers out there that just do amazing things, allegedly, according to Instagram, that do make teachers feel inferior. And it's hard, especially when you are more experienced and you aren't great at technology. And then you see all these, these, you know, we're, we're a little bit more experienced today. So you see all these young kids today that have all this talent in the social media arena. Um, it's intimidating and you can't let it be intimidating. You have to just, in my opinion, just have to try to learn from things and, and get ideas and move yourself on. Agreed. Agreed. Well, let's wrap up. We have done rapid fire with you and we have done rapid fire with myself. And so let's end this social media episode um, doing a little rapid fire for both of us about social media. So go ahead and I'll let you start with the first question. What is your favorite thing about social media? So my favorite thing is being able to share just everyday things, just things that work or have worked for me. And some of my most popular um, posts 
are the things that are the most simple, the things that did not cost any money, that were things that you already had in the classroom and that make a big difference. So for me, my favorite thing about social media is making those connections with teachers and being able to share practical, intentional teaching um, that's fun, but also has a purpose. So, and connecting. I've met teachers along the way that I'm really good friends with. So that's one thing I love. What about you? What do you love about social media? I don't know that I really love anything about it, honestly, <laughs> but um, I guess if I had to pick my favorite thing in terms of being being um, in education, I would say that it's just the, the ability to get ideas um, from other people or to collaborate. Uh, there's just some great, there's some great people out there or some ideas or inspirational, you know, like Steve Gleason or Hamish Brewer is really big right now for admin um, or even, you know, even Ron Clark, if you can just get things and ideas right at your fingertips, I think that's very powerful. What do you not like about social media? <laughs> so um, the biggest thing in social media or, or one thing that I feel like social media has brought about is the cancel culture. And that is one of the things that I really don't like because the cancel culture has brought somebody posting something and somebody else who maybe doesn't know the person, most likely doesn't know the person, goes on there and then, you know, posts it and shares it and takes it, blows it completely out of proportion. And now this person is canceled or people are coming and attacking them. And it has created this firestorm. It's not productive. It's not productive. Instead of maybe, you know, um, again, you choose, you know, what you, what, what's in your feed. And if there's something that I don't agree with or I don't like, I just scroll past. I don't have to like it. Nobody is standing behind me saying, you like that post right now. I don't have to like it. I don't have to leave a nasty comment. I can just move on. You're leading right into the, yeah, you're leading right into the thing that I don't like the most, which is when people who you don't even know decide to drop an F-bomb in your, in your feed mm -hmm. because they don't like whatever. I don't understand whatever happened to the ability to just skip past something. Why does everybody got to comment on everything? Well, it's because there's no accountability and you can hide behind your fake name or whatever. I don't, I don't like that. It's not fair. If you don't like something, you know, my dad used to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Right. Why? But then again, you know, us adults don't really follow rules that we set for kids. Oh, ain't that the truth. But, <laughs> yeah. But I, I hate when people just, just put things on there that are not productive or negative for no reason. And I really think it goes back to the fact that so much of the negativity of social media is because they're trying to make themselves feel better for things they can't do. So, or tear or tear down, kind of like what you were down. kind of what going right. back to a point you made earlier about people not being okay with other people's quote unquote success. It's the same thing. So that's why, like I said, just scroll past it. You why do you yeah. feel the need yeah. to um or you know, if you want to educate somebody, which I've seen a lot of over the over this last year, it's like, can't you DM them? Why, why does it have to be like this big, you know, I have seen some really, you know, some people that have a lot of followers in education call out other um, educators in a not nice way. And we would never allow that in our classroom. We would, you know, we would allow for respectful discussions, but yet we as adults, we cannot have that respectful discussion. It goes right along with what you said about that anonymity. 
you can tell we're not real podcasters because I struggle with my words. But, you know, having that behind behind the keyboard, you're a keyboard warrior and you're back there and you feel powerful. You don't have to say it to the person's face. You can say it behind the keyboard. And I just don't like that. There are people out there who live for likes. True. You know, especially in the negative arena. Oh, look at me. I'm fighting the good fight or so they think. You're never going to change people's opinions by being just flat out rude and negative because once your your emotions get in there, your rationality is gone. So if you want to change someone's opinion, sit down and have a real conversation with them using facts and using your own experiences. And, you know, just basically like what we do right here is a perspective thing. But unfortunately, people cannot do that. So I, I just don't like that social media. I think it just is it's divisive and I don't think it's moving the country or the world forward in many ways. Agreed. Agreed. What's your you, go ahead. If you could if you could change one thing about social media, what would it be? Um I wish that you could that people could just interact in a respectful way. It goes along with exactly what we're saying. You can have a difference of opinion, but can we just be respectful? Can we just be kind? You know, do we have to address every single thing we don't agree with? I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm not a fan of, um, on, I love Instagram. That's kind of like my chosen platform that I like to be on. And so I don't see it as much on Instagram, but on TikTok, it's, it can be, it's a little much. What I don't like about TikTok is that you don't really have a choice of what's in your, I mean, you have your people that you follow, but the videos pop up. And if they're, you know, saying choice things or doing content, that's not necessarily what, you know, you like, you don't really have that choice. And so I'm, I'm not a fan of that. I've, I've, I've turned TikTok on before and been like, Ooh, not really what I want to hear right now. What about you? So, so for me, there's, there's two things that I struggle with mightily. But this is, again, this is my perspective only. And some people are definitely going to disagree with this. Well, the first one, I don't think they will. I wish every message, every thread had to go through Grammarly first. (laughs) I really do. I think it would solve a lot of educational problems if these kids today had to write in complete sentences uh, with capitals and periods, exclamation points, or question marks. I think that if they had to edit their posts then the the writing would significantly improve you know what's, in education. You know what's funny? is sometimes when I'm reading through posts, I have to go to like, um, go to Google and type in <laughs> the, the text. I'm like, right. uh, TBH, what is that? Oh, to be honest. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, I, and I understand it, you know, it's, it's slang and I get that. And I, I am by no means the best message writer ever. If you've ever texted with me, you know, there's plenty of grammatical errors, but I think if we could somehow just do that, it would move the world forward greatly. Um, the other thing I struggle with personally is, um, is I don't know how to say this, right? Cause again, some people are not going to like it, but I rarely, rarely post anything about myself. So my perspective is I struggle when people post about I, like I look at me, I look at me, the selfish mm-hmm. type of thing. Cause I just, that's just not me. Like when I was, uh, people who know me when I was younger, I would have been all about it. I, 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 now I think as I'm a mm-hmm. little bit further along, it's more, um, if I post something, it's hopefully to get you to think about a statement or to think about the, 
you know, the content behind it. Rarely, rarely, rarely will it be something about I, like I did this, I did that. So again, I, I think that's my perspective is certainly not everybody else's, but that's something I struggle with. So I wish people could kind of move it to, if you're going to make an I statement, move it to where it creates a conversation or creates people to get, you know, makes people think about something. Does that make sense? It does, but it prompts me to think about, I could see the perspective of, well, if you're on social media and you're putting out content, then it is, then, then you're, you're wanting yourself to be out there. And if you're not wanting it to be about you, then don't even bother posting it. So I think it's, I, I <laughs> see like, I'm going to disagree with you. It's, it's all about how you choose to set it up. If you want to do that, that's certainly fine. That's your perspective. This is, this is just Robert talking right now. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at my Twitter, 99% of the time, it's, it's um, a statement about trying to get you to think about a situation or the big picture or something like that. But then again, someone else, it might be 99%. I did this. I celebrated that. You choose what platform you choose to do. That's fine. I'm just yes. telling you what I personally don't like that's me and i might get blown up in on instagram for this well but that's my perspective i think it also could be semantics because somebody could go to your twitter and say oh he's trying to make us think but looks like he's showcasing his school but in turn is showcasing himself so i think it's all how people take it and you know what you know it's like i i think there was you know a book that had a message that said you know the best intentions you know of of uh i think it was mice and men i don't know don't hold me to that one <laughs> but um you know it's like sometimes our intentions are not what people see And so when it all boils down to is you have to be okay with whatever content you're putting out there, whether it's I focused or we focused or you focused, you have to be okay. You have to be able to stand behind that. And if you're putting stuff out there on social media, are are you trying to make a difference or are you trying to just promote yourself and, and, and lift yourself up? Yeah. And so like, even when I don't like what someone has posted, you know what I don't do? I don't tear them down. I just scroll right on. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Because you know, it's not my cup of tea. So I'll just, you know what? I'm just not going to be offended. That's what you chose. But again, I, just because I don't like it doesn't mean I got I to gotta tear someone down. It's Agreed. all about, you know, in the end, it's all about their perspective. So Right. Well, I feel like we have beat this uh, issue to the very end. And we would love to hear what you have to say about social media. And if you feel like it has helped or hurt education, so follow us on It's All About Perspective 2021 on Instagram, or you can go find our Facebook page as well. And don't forget that it's all about perspective. Thanks for joining us today. See you next time. Welcome. You are listening to It's All About Perspective with your hosts, Abigail Peterson from Kindergarten Chaos and Principal Robert Hinchliffe. Join us as we discuss education from various points of view. Take the challenge of listening to see if your opinion changes. But no matter where you stand on the issues, remember, it's all about perspective. Perspective.